It's a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on your next order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With the regular season winding down and an advantageous spot in the play-in tournament at stake, the Warriors have to take care of business against sub-500 teams left on their schedule. And on Thursday night, they did just that, defeating the rebuilding Oklahoma City Thunder 118-97 to pretty easily at Chase Center in the first of a six-game homestand to close out the season. Now, Thursday's win was a good way to get this final stretch uh, kicked off. Steph Curry scored 34 points. Andrew Wiggins added 18 points. Michael Mulder had 25 points, including seven made three-pointers, and his little scoring outburst uh, helped keep the Thunder at a comfortable distance during that fourth quarter. And as a team, Golden State moved the ball well, 36 assists on 42 made baskets. They rebounded well, 49 rebounds to Oklahoma City's 39, and then they kept their turnovers low with just 13. Now, that's a good way to start an important homestand because you want to start things with good habits, and, and, and with some momentum, but now is not necessarily the time to praise the Warriors. I mean, they did what they should have done in beating the Thunder. The Thunder are 21 and 45. They are one of the worst five teams in the league, um, and, and Golden State should beat them again on Saturday. But this is a team in the Warriors that has had plenty of disappointing losses uh, over the course of the season. Last week in Minnesota, for example, they have a pair of losses to the Wizards. They have a few duds against the Magic and the Kings, and that's just to name a few of them. But unlike in those bad losses, the Warriors didn't stagger when Oklahoma City gave them their best punch. When when the Thunder cut the lead to six in the third quarter, Steph scored eight straight points uh, to push the lead back to 12, and then his layup extended the lead to 16 going into that fourth quarter, and then his supporting cast ran it up to as many as 25 Curry checked in midway through the fourth for just a moment, but him and Draymond mostly got the rest that they needed. Something that I talked about on last uh, uh, yesterday's show: if you could, if you could not just take care of business against Oklahoma City, but but do it in the first three quarters so that you can get Steph and Draymond some needed rest, that would be huge in in, in setting up what could be you know a really important homestand for them. Steph just 31 minutes in, on the night, Draymond just 32. Um, I want, but in those in those aforementioned losses, those bad losses, that those are why this team has hovered around 500 for so much of the season, and they're in the uh, position that they are in during this playoff push. With with six games left going into Thursday, the Grizzlies were just breathing down their neck in the Western Conference standings, and the Warriors were always going to have to win probably four of the next five before a season finale against Memphis in order to keep a spot in that 7-8 game of the play-in tournament. Um, but the Grizzlies have made things easier the rest of the way. They um, they lost to the, the the Pistons on Thursday night, which gives the Warriors a little bit more breathing room because with their win and Memphis's loss, they have a, a half-game lead now for the number 8 seed in the standings. But they're still going to have to take care uh, of the Thunder on Saturday and the Pelicans... After that, 
And I still think that they're going to have to steal a game against the Suns or the Jazz in order to earn that number eight seed because you just can't rely on the Grizzlies to take care of business for you. If you're the Warriors, you have to take care of, of the teams that are in front of you. They did that on, th- on Thursday. They're going to have to do that again this weekend, Saturday night at Chess Center, uh, and start this homestand 2-0 because you can't at this point for the Warriors suffer a disappointing loss the way that you have had too many times, quite frankly, this season. Um, just to recap the motivation for keeping that number eight seed, two opportunities to win one game and advance to the playoffs. The play-in tur- tournament consists of games between uh, the seven and eight seeds and the nine and ten seeds. The winner of that seven-eight game advances to the playoffs as the number seven seed. The loser of that game plays the winner of the nine ten game to determine that final playoff spot uh, in each conference. Coming up, we check in with the other Locked On local experts on the rest of Thursday's action in the West. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's recap Thursday night's action by checking in with the hosts of Locked On Grizzlies, Mavericks, Clippers, and Lakers. Two weeks ago, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Portland Trailblazers two games in a row in Portland on the road, and we're looking like an honest threat for the sixth seed in the West. Well, now 11 days later in two other out of their last four games, the Grizzlies now have lost to the Orlando Magic and Detroit Pistons and now also have lost five out of their last seven games. Just a, an incomplete game tonight from the Grizzlies. You know, fatigue is certainly something that's settled in. We keep hitting on that point. But if we consistently see it, the team consistently sees it as well. And the way to overcome that is to slow things down and play disciplined basketball. And that's really what cost the Grizzlies tonight. They played hard. They played to their ability. It was good to see Ja adjust his game, shooting the three ball in the first half tonight when the Pistons made it clear he wasn't going to dominate the paint like he did last night. Unfortunately, the rest of the game, the Grizzlies just did not have it in them. Shots were not falling. Again, some some unfortunate decisions were made with turnovers and things such as that. Just an unfortunate game for the Grizzlies. A Grizzly, a game, obviously, this Grizzlies team needed to win. Now, what helps to overcome it is them, them winning two of their next three games against the Raptors, the Pelicans, and obviously the Mavericks. If they do that, all this is forgiven and forgotten. But the Grizzlies have got to put together a few unexpected wins here to end the season in order to overcome this bad stretch of basketball for a team that clearly wants everything in the world to make the playoffs this season. We'll have this and much more on the postgame edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The Dallas Mavericks get a huge win over the Brooklyn Nets. Nick Angstead from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here. And the Mavericks get a win over the Nets. Luka Doncic struggled from the floor. Kevin Durant struggled from the floor. Kyrie Irving had 40-something points. But the Mavericks get big contributions from Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. That core has been kind of up and down lately. They have been basically the rise and fall of the Dallas Mavericks, but they are on tonight. The Mavericks definitely got up for this game. They seem to do that. They seem to get up for teams that should beat them, and then they fall to teams that they should lose to. But Luka, again, struggled from the field, did not have an incredibly good night offensively. Seven of 22 from the field, and five of those seven shots were from three in the first half. So only made two shots in the second half. 
but he made the one that counted. With 53 seconds left on the clock, Luca hits a Dirk shot uh, uh, in the post against Kevin Durant, and that was the one that really put the Mavericks in good position to win this game. A couple of timely stops, too. Dorian Vinny-Smith actually did a pretty good job on Kevin Durant, all things considered. He did not shoot well from the floor. The Mavericks get a clutch win and a win to stay in fifth in the Western Conference standings. We'll have more on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here coming at you after yet another L.A. Clippers win over the Los Angeles Lakers this season. We sweep the season series. Only one of the games was full strength this year, alas. But, hey, we got to get the wins where we can take them. The Clippers win 118-94. to It was great to see. Paul George had 24 points. Seven Clippers players got to double digits. There's some interesting questions with how Kawhi is ramping up. He took under 10 field goal attempts, which is kind of interesting given how the team is set up. But DeMarcus Cousins was having a fantastic game against Montrez Harrell. Pretty much everyone on the Clippers was. Surprising that he can't guard large players, but as Clippers fans, we were all well aware of that. The Clippers look pretty good heading into their matchup against the Knicks. Let's hope they can keep this momentum going. And yeah, things are pretty good right now. Again, we're hoping for the defense to stay locked in. We got to work on the turnovers, but hey, we got the win. Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked on Lakers podcast. The Lakers fall 118-94 to the Clippers, which really isn't the story of this game or really all that noteworthy. The Lakers are playing without LeBron or Dennis Schroeder. The Clippers have both of their stars. Once the Lakers fell behind early, you figured the odds of a comeback were pretty low. The real story of the game was Anthony Davis, who, stop me if you've heard this before, got hurt during the game. Late in the first quarter, he was kind of backpedaling and collided with a courtside announcer's table. It looked like he tweaked his ankle. The Lakers said that he was dealing with back spasms, but fortunately after the game, Davis said that he thinks he will be available for Friday's really pivotal game against the Blazers. The Lakers are jockeying with Portland to try to keep that sixth seed. Whoever wins this game may very well avoid the play-in game altogether. So again, a lot of ramifications. Hopefully Davis will be available. There's also a lot more to get into, so make sure you join Brian and I Friday noon Pacific time for our locker room chat, and make sure that you are downloading, listening to, subscribing to Locked on Lakers wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, how the Warriors could end up facing the Lakers in the play-in tournament. This is Locked On Warriors. Support for today's episode comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on the keto diet or another low-carb diet, and they have nine different flavors available now. And I just bought uh, a pack with uh, the Cherry Barcia, the Caramel Brownie, and then the Peanut Butter Chocolate. They're always creating and releasing new exciting flavors as well, so always make sure that you are checking BuiltBar.com for the latest. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, usually in the late afternoon between lunch and dinner. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up work at the end of the day. And like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. And so support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. With a loss against the Clippers on Thursday night, the Lakers have lost seven of their last nine games and dropped into a tie with Portland at 37-29 for the number six seed in the West. And those teams play each other in a critical game Friday night, with the winner taking the tiebreaker in that season series and ultimately the tiebreaker in the standings. The loser, of course, falls into that seventh spot. 
which would mean being relegated to the play-in tournament, and more likely than not at this point, playing the Warriors in that 7-8 game. And with Thursday's loss, the Lakers' odds of being in the play-in tournament increased from 31% to 37% uh, by Friday morning. Uh, Chances are that the Lakers could still end up getting out of the play-in tournament and keeping that number six seed. Why? Because Portland has not been playing well either. It's not like they're exactly lighting the world on fire. And and the Lakers are expected to get Anthony Davis and LeBron James back um, at eventually. And if they do, that should be enough to just make that final push um, and take advantage of whatever they can in the standings. But, you know, Anthony Davis had back spasms Thursday night. LeBron James is you know, he made a, a little cameo, but uh, has yet to return fully um, to the Lakers. So there's a chance that LeBron doesn't even return to the playoffs. I would imagine that he's going to do what he can to get back before the playoffs. But if these if these things linger much longer, the Lakers are in real trouble. Dennis Schroeder has been out with uh, health and safety protocol, too. This is not a team that has much outside of that group, especially from a scoring perspective. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Lakers can end up playing the Warriors in that 7-8 game. You really have now, at this point, four teams in the running for those two spots in that 7-8 game. You've got the Lakers and the Blazers basically trying not to get that seven spot, right? You, they, both of those teams are trying to leapfrog the playing tournament altogether and end up as a sixth seed. And then you've got Golden State and Memphis, both of which are at least three games behind Portland and, and L.A., uh, trying to get into that, trying to jump into that 7-8 game so that you can avoid having to win twice as part of that 9-10 game in order to advance. Uh, the Lakers, they are, and Portland, like I said, both of them are 37-29. Golden State at 34-33 and 33 are three and a half games back. Memphis is a half game back behind Golden State at the 9 seed. San Antonio is uh, two games behind, two full games behind Golden State in that 8 seed, so they're not much of a concern and the New Orleans is still um, a game and a half back of San Antonio for that 10 seed. So any chance that the Pelicans have of making the playoffs would be as a 10 seed at this point. Um, I don't know if I love a Lakers-Warriors matchup for the Warriors' chances. I mean, that would be worst-case scenario. I mean, it's exciting. It's interesting to talk about, right? I mean, you get LeBron versus Steph Curry in a playing game to make the playoffs. That has a lot of draw, and it would be the most popular play-in game ever. Obviously, because it's the first year that their league is doing this. We don't know if they're going to do it next year. But even if they decided to do it next year, I can't imagine that there would be a more exciting version of that than this. And this is not what the league expected when they introduced the playing tournament. They expected teams like Memphis and San Antonio and New Orleans, I'm sure. But not teams like Golden State and the Lakers to be fighting for their playoff lives, which is pretty interesting. Because in the short term... It could be hugely beneficial. A lot of excitement. I mean, who's not? What NBA fan is not going to watch a Lakers Warriors play-in game? A winner takes all, goes into the seventh. What NBA fan wouldn't watch that? But at the same time, even if one of the, even as if one of those teams lose, they would still have an opportunity to win the next game against probably Memphis or San Antonio to advance. It's not a guarantee that they make it. The league in the long term would much rather have both Golden State and the Lakers in the playoffs and not risk going into a postseason without one of their major superstars. I mean, talk about needle movers and TV ratings. None are bigger than LeBron and Steph Curry. Those are the top two, and it's not close, okay? To lose one of those guys for an entire playoff stretch would be 
a, a, a really big blow to a league that is trying to create as much revenue as possible during this pandemic-stricken season. So short-term would be really exciting. Long-term could be something sh- just short of a disaster for, uh, for the league as they try to uh, make some money. And, and not having one of their stars in the playoffs would be, would be tough. Um, so, obviously, if you're the Warriors, the matchup I think you would still prefer, even with all the injuries the Lakers are dealing with, if, if it's a winner-take-all, I would imagine that Anthony Davis and LeBron would, would play and show up in a way that they haven't necessarily played for quite a while because those guys we have seen last year in the bubble get up when the stakes are at their highest. Uh, if I'm the Warriors, I would much rather face Portland, even though Portland owns the tiebreaker uh, even though the last time the Warriors beat Portland, it took a 62-game uh, point performance from Steph. But I think the Warriors are better now than they were then, and the Trailblazers are worse now than they were then. And Steph and Draymond would have the utmost confidence going into that game against a team that they have historically owned uh, in in postseason settings. So if you're the Warriors, you're rooting for Portland. You're rooting to play Portland. As much fun as that Lakers-Warriors game might be and as much fun as Warriors fans may get in sending LeBron home or at least to uh, another game against 9-10 seed, you want that You want that Portland matchup. You don't want to face the Lakers. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WCGoldberg or email them to me at WGoldberg at BayAreaNewsGroup.com. Now get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.